Happy Monday. This is Cordelia on the We Heal Together podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about gossiping and how to approach gossiping in a healthier way, as well as exploring where gossiping came from and looking at a lot of the current research on gossip. If you are listening to the podcast for the first time, thanks so much for listening. You can find all the citations and information about me in the show notes. There's a new podcast episode every other Monday. So the next episode comes out on Monday, November 1st, and really excited for that episode. Amanda White is going to be joining me on that episode. She is amazing. She runs the Instagram therapy for women. And we are going to be talking about her new book that's coming out. And I'm just really excited for you guys to hear the interview. And yeah, that's going to be a good one. So tune in to that. If you don't already, be sure to click in the show notes and follow me on Instagram for in between episodes. My Instagram is at codependent recovery. All righty. Well, we are going to get started after a few words from our sponsor. Let's get healing y'all. Today's episode is brought to you by two different sponsors. They are both doggy companies, so you know that I love them. <laughs> I will, for full disclosure and transparency, as I always want to disclose that kind of stuff to you, I will earn a commission if you end up clicking through the links for either of these sponsors and making a purchase. With that being said, I prior to getting in Instagram and getting any kind of partnership with these sponsors, as well as getting my podcast with my own money, I, I bought these products on my own out of my pocket. And I can honestly say that I like these products a lot. I, I stand behind these products and that's the only reason that I'm comfortable partnering with them. So first, sponsor is iron doggy if you follow me on instagram that's who uh, i always show like the leash in my instagram that i use on my two dogs so i love their hands-free leashes you can use them for walking or running and they're awesome for taking your dogs around even if you just have one dog they have that option but they have awesome options for two dogs as well i have linked in the show notes, the leashes that I use for my dogs, as well as provided a general link. And if you use the code HEAL10, you get an additional 10% off. The other sponsor for today's episode is Embark. Again, this is another company that I paid for out of pocket, did the dog DNA testing kits on my dogs. And I thought it was such a cool process and I was really excited for this opportunity now to partner with them. So the results came back. It took about 
mine only took about two weeks, but they general, generally come back in two to four weeks. The, they test over 350 breeds of dogs. They're the most accurate dog DNA test on the market, and they're the only canine DNA relative finder. They analyze over 200,000 genetic markers, and I've put the links for those kits in the show notes. If you use the SPRING50 code on the link that I provided to the Breed and Health Kit, that will get you $50 off. I loved finding out my dog's breeds. I thought that was so cool. So I hope you enjoy those and check out the show notes. As mentioned, I will get a commission if you click on the affiliate link and purchase through there. Happy Monday! Yay! We're getting into the episode. Again, this is all about gossip. And as always, please check out the show notes because I have all the citations for the different studies and different things that I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. I... I'm really excited for this episode. I'm really excited about this topic. I decided to title it how to navigate gossiping in a healthier way. And it's really interesting, which I think most of you will likely be interested as you listen to the podcast, because I've always heard of gossiping talked about, you know, it's just always so negative and just how it comes up and how people even being called a gossip, like, you know, that's not a, that's not used in a a sense that's complimentary, but as you're going to find out and as you're going to learn in today's episode, it's like everyone gossips. It's completely normal. And so I decided to go with the title, how to navigate gossiping in a healthier way, because I'm like the, you know, I'm not going to name this, like how to stop gossiping because that's silly and not a real thing and it's not helpful I think the goal isn't to stop gossiping it's to approach gossip in a healthier way so what is gossip this is my favorite definition that I came across talking about people who aren't present Ooh, I loved that it can be true or false it can be positive or negative I thought that was really important to highlight, and I liked that this definition was, you know, it just wasn't, like, focused on the negative. Talking about somebody who isn't present, you can gossip about somebody in a good way. We just don't focus on that aspect of the definition very often. So let's start this episode, just, like, clean slate, go into this with an open mind, and try to like wipe away all the bad connotations that you've heard over the years. Some of you might be like, oh my, is Cordelia trying to tell us to gossip more? 
no <laughs> i'm not like I, I really just want everyone to go into this topic with a really open mind and just be curious because I was really surprised and like as you can tell by my voice I'm super excited talking about this topic because I was really surprised by what I found and kind of like it was refreshing for me researching the podcast episode and learning about all this stuff because I think it is really helpful to it's like another example of everything isn't black and white everything isn't all bad all good gossip isn't all bad where is gossip like what's the origin of it what's the history so here and again check the show notes for all my my sources i feel like i say that way too much but yes check it um the history of gossip evolutionary psychologists have really looked at this i find this fascinating we are hardwired to gossip it's what they have found so i think that's really interesting because and that's why i said i didn't want to name this podcast episode like how to stop gossiping 10 ways to stop gossiping (laughs) no because the thing is it's normal we are hardwired this is our ancestors gossiped like all the humans that came before us gossiped so that is a good you know things usually get passed down from an evolutionary perspective because there's some benefit to it. So keep that in mind as well as we uh, navigate the episode. So according to scientists, because our prehistoric ancestors lived in really small groups, they knew one another really intimately. So to keep safe, to survive, to protect themselves against enemies, our ancestors really needed to talk amongst amongst each other and point out you know who would competitors be particularly for mates and mating reasons and for you know the limited resources that they had at the time they were faced with a lot of questions like who's reliable, who's trustworthy, who's a cheater, who's going to make a good mate, who is going to be a good ally. And you've got to picture like a completely different time era than we're in now. In that sort of environment, there was, you know, obviously like an interest to protect your private dealings. And it's really favored by natural selection. People who were the best at harnessing their social intelligence to interpret, predict, and influence the behavior of others became more successful than those who were not. The genes of those individuals were then passed along from one generation to the next. So interesting. And it really makes sense, right? If you were living back then, it makes sense that you had a better chance of survival if you know you knew you were somebody that got along with everyone and you made good allies and people trusted you to tell you like hey watch out for 
that dude because he's not good. It, it makes sense that that is where gossip was kind of born. I think that's fascinating. Like, I'm excited talking about that. I think that's so cool. Never thought about that. And it shows you that there is, there's a reason things all started and there is a survivalism aspect to gossip. So is all gossip bad? It really isn't. And as I was just mentioning, you know, back in, back in our ancestors days, this was true, but even today it's true. Someone who isn't involved in gossip is often considered an outsider. They're not really trusted. They're not accepted by the group. On the other hand, somebody who goes about gossip in the right way and the a healthier way has a good rapport with the group and they're trusted. I want to run through some studies and just tell you about some different studies that I found really interesting. So first, though, in the workplace, studies have shown that harmless gossiping with one's colleagues can actually build cohesiveness and boost morale. In a pretty recent study, it's from 2019, and the lead author in it is Megan Robbins. So in a really recent study, she found that most of us engage in gossip, and it isn't necessarily a bad thing. I found this really fascinating. In the study, she found a typical person spends 52 minutes per day gossiping. So how the study was conducted, she had participants wear electronic recorders. So they wore them over like two to five days. And then they collected random samples of the verbal conversations over the time, like that time period that they were wearing the recorder. The researchers then listened to all the sound files of all the conversations in anything that they classified as gossip, which Robin said is any talk about other people who weren't part of the conversation. That was then coded as either a positive, negative, or neutral conversation. The data showed that nearly everyone in the study gossiped, which is pretty, I just want to Sit with that fact for a second. That's that's really telling. That's a it's a human it's a natural thing that humans do. Nearly everyone in the study did it. Most gossip was coded as neither positive or negative. The majority, 75%, was actually coded as neutral. I found this fascinating. Women actually engage in more neutral gossip than men. But the amount of negative and positive gossip shared among men and among women was fairly consistent. 
And overall, people who were more extroverted tended to gossip more than those who were more introverted. Younger people engaged in more negative gossip than older adults. And about 14% of all the conversations were gossip. Gossip overwhelmingly was about an acquaintance and not a celebrity. So 3,292 samples were, was gossip relating to an acquaintance versus only 369 were about a celebrity. And poor, less educated people don't gossip more than wealthier, more educated people. I think that study is just really fascinating. Megan Robbins, again, the lead study, she said, gossip is really just social information. And it's how we learn about the social world around us. I thought this was a really important study to break down and go through because, again, we're constantly, or at least my experience, my lived experience, has been that people always present gossip in a way as negative and people talk about it in a holier-than-thou way, like, oh, you shouldn't gossip, you shouldn't do these things, and what's really going on is if we're all honest with ourselves, everyone, statistically speaking, the majority of people gossip. And you aren't a bad person for gossiping. You aren't, I don't know, there's nothing messed up with you if you participate in gossip. Congratulations, you're a human being. Okay, next study that I thought was really cool, celebrity gossip. So there was a 2015 study in social neuroscience which was the name of the journal it looked at the brain imaging of men and women as they heard positive and negative gossip about themselves their best friends and celebrities they the study found that one part of the brain like there is the reward center in our brain it was activated in response to negative gossip about celebrities. So people were amused and entertained by hearing about the downfall of celebs. That makes me feel better because I totally, totally can get suckered into some celebrity gossip. So again, if people are making you feel bad about that, I found this study to be really interesting. So congratulations again, you're human. You're not messed up for being entertained by that. For being, for absorbing some of, you know, that content and, you know, getting amused by it. Another study that I thought was really interesting Studies of California cattle ranchers, Maine lobster fishers, and college rowing teams confirmed that gossip is used in a ton of different settings 
to hold people accountable. So I found these studies interesting because they really looked at, there's actually like a societal benefit of gossip. So in each group, people who violated expectations about sharing resources or meeting responsibilities became targets of gossip and rejection and it pressured them to become better members of the group. So for example, lobster fishermen who didn't respect the group norms about when and how lobsters, they could fish lobsters, were exposed. And then they were shunned and people wouldn't work with them and so they had to to change their ways. And you know, I think, I think in a lot of ways, a lot of social justice movements, like I don't have a study to cite on this. This is just kind of me going off the cuff for a second. (laughs) A lot of ways, a lot of social justice movements are like that, right? So when you're talking about, you know, the LGBTQIA plus movement, when you're talking about social injustices done against all kinds of different groups of people of color and even when you think and talk about the Me Too movement, a lot of these movements are born by talking about other people's experiences who aren't there and then you getting inspired by their story or feeling compelled to share your own story you know think of the me too movement think of how just with that you know it it came out basically that so many women for example like harvey weinstein so many women upon hearing stories like started coming forward and and being like that happened to me too or yeah there's been talk about this in the industry for years I think that's a really important aspect of gossip and it's when we look at it in the definition that I talked about from the beginning gossip isn't all bad it's talking about somebody who isn't there so if I share my experience with you and I tell you you know let's say you like listen to the podcast so you listen to my podcast and you get inspired by something I say you don't know me at all but it causes you to like go and tell somebody hey I was listening to Cordelia's podcast and she said x y and z and you know there's a chain reaction where there's a really good positive kind of gossip that's really awesome for society (laughs) is all I'm trying to say when we talk about bad things that are happening to other people and we hold them accountable as a society. You know, you hear all this stuff about cancel culture, but I mean, it's it's actually a really, it's a positive thing. It's a positive thing to hold people accountable and inspire them essentially (laughs) force their hand at becoming better people you know, as more and more people started talking in the Me Too movement, I know there's been a huge, I mean, 
there's been major strides made in terms of how companies and you know businesses are handling allegations and if for nothing else it's because they're afraid of the backlash from people when they start to gossip when they start to talk about it when they start to hear about it so I think that was just a really interesting aspect that you know I really wanted to highlight another study that I thought was very interesting is from actually just a few months ago June 2021 and it's a Dartmouth study is, is where it was done. And in the, in the study, the, you know, lead researcher, she says, gossip is a complex form of communication that's often misunderstood. It can be a means of social and substantive connection beyond its typical negative connotation. So in the study, they were curious about why people spend a lot of time exchanging information about themselves, and they were trying to measure and figure out why people gossip and what exactly is the function that it serves. They created a game online, and they looked at the role of gossip and how it manifests as information and the game was set up so people played 10 rounds of the game and they were in six person groups each round the players were given ten dollars and they could choose to keep the money or invest any portion of it into a group fund that was multiplied by 1.5 and divided equally so the game created tension and definitely there was tension between, you know, being selfish and going with the group. In some conditions in the experiment, information was restricted. So people could only observe the behavior of a few other players in the group. The author explained that they were trying to create a lifelike scenario where you're affected by others in the community, but you can't really see them at all, all times. You can't like observe and see everything they're doing. However, in other control groups in the experiments, uh, the players could privately chat with other people. So they could relay information and you know, they could talk about what other players were doing. And then afterwards, they were given a scale where they reported their willingness to play with each player again. So different types of gossip came out depending on what information was available. Spontaneous random conversations occurred more frequently during games when people could only observe a few people in the group. When they could directly observe all of their group members, they tended to just talk more and discuss like a bigger range of topics. 
people were relying on secondhand information from their partners when they couldn't see other people to stay informed. So it enables people to learn from experiences of other people. Participants who chatted with each other felt the most connected at the end of the game and even shared similar impressions of the other players in the group. The researcher talked about how gossip is really a way of forming relationships and it involves trust and you know I thought that was a really awesome experiment and it was fairly recent it's just what like six months old so those are some different studies that I thought you might find interesting for the rest of the episode I want to just go through some tips on approaching healthier gossip. First, just a quick breakdown of what I found in terms of how people characterize good quote-unquote gossip and not so great gossip. So first, successful gossiping looks like being a good team player, sharing key information with others in a way that isn't self-serving, knowing when it's appropriate to talk about something and when it's not appropriate. And someone who uses information in a responsible way and is trustworthy and people trust them with information. Some examples of this are when your friend starts dating somebody new and you've heard the person they're interested in has a reputation of cheating. Going to your friend, telling them about what you've heard not in a way to hurt them or do anything besides letting them know. Same thing like you hear about a coworker that isn't that nice or a boss and you know you you let your allies know at work what you've heard just so they know. Not so great gossiping. That's sharing information in order to get ahead or to get an advantage or just recklessly, maliciously, they aren't trustworthy with information. These aren't people that you you trust to tell things. They may be mean-spirited, so it might look like talking about how somebody looks. Examples could be, you know, your friend's going through a really tough time, and you can't stop talking about their problems and, like, a negative way to other people and I guess the big thing I'm trying to highlight is the intention so if you're sharing to feel better about yourself if you're sharing to make yourself feel important if you're sharing to get back at somebody these are not really healthy reasons or intentions of gossip finally we are ending the episode with Just some tips in general about approaching gossip in more healthy ways. I want to preface these tips with just kind of a thought of my own personal experiences. I've found that if you're talking to somebody and I I don't know, the best route in my opinion is not to virtue signal and be like, I don't gossip, you're 
oh, I'm sorry. Like people don't <laughs> really receive that information well. And, you know, I also think like trying to like getting really angry and defensive about stuff like that doesn't really work either. So this first tip I actually got from an article. I thought it was so interesting. Never thought about it before, but it makes so much sense. If somebody is talking about, let's say, a loved one or somebody that you're really close with and you're really not comfortable like with the way the conversation's going, try asking them, why are you telling me this? Or why exactly are you telling me this? Because you're not engaging in talking about that, that loved one, that person that you care about in a negative way. And you're really kind of flipping it back to the person that is gossiping and you're asking like, Hey, what? I'm really curious. I'm interested. Like, why is this something that you're sharing with me? So I think that's an awesome tip. That's an awesome thing that is really cool to incorporate in our lives. Second thing is ask yourself how your body feels after gossiping. Whether you're engaging and talking about somebody in a quote unquote like negative way or a positive way, how do you feel? How do you feel emotionally? Like, are you emotionally exhausted? Are you, do you feel guilty? Do you feel sad? Do you feel. I don't know, like actually think about your emotions and the times that you don't feel good. Take note of that. Our body, our guts, our instincts, they're pretty incredible, honestly. And I feel like they're such a good like radar and such a good um, measure of if we're on the right track everybody's different, right? So what might work for you might not work for somebody else. But I think if we tune into what our own bodies are telling us, like how we feel after conversations, it's a really good way to navigate gossiping. So if you walk away from a conversation and I mean, same with the good ones, you know, walking away and feeling really good from a good conversation where there was gossip involved, it's just as important to take note of that because it, you know, you're, you're looking for the conversations in your life that, you know, we're focusing on making things healthier, right? So we can't control what other people are talking about. We can't control the topics of the conversation. We can't control everything. But what we can do is if I know that the last time that I hung around these people and they talked about a specific thing and I really thought about it afterwards and it, it didn't make me feel good, I don't have to virtue signal to them. I don't have to act holier than thou. I can just exit the conversation like if that topic comes up again. But I'm not going to know to exit it. I'm not going to know these things unless I actually think about the stuff afterwards and think about like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel upset? Why, what can I do differently next time? Next, make it a point not to engage in gossip that brings others down. 
So asking yourself, am I only having conversations where I'm talking bad about people and I'm bringing people down and, you know, I wonder what's going on there. I wonder why these are the only conversations I'm having. Like when is the last time I said something nice about somebody? This is just something that I was kind of thinking about and I, I feel like a really cool thing that we can do with gossip is we can reframe it. So here's two things. Like I'm relaying the same fact that happens, but just notice like the two differences. So I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, I heard John cheated on Sarah. I knew he would. He's like such a piece of shit and she's just going to cry about it. And I'm going to be the one to calm her down and so you get it that's the first one second same thing I, I'm relaying the same facts that happen but I heard John cheated on Sarah I hope Sarah's doing okay I really want to reach out to her maybe I'll bring her some coffee or like see if she wants to get coffee or see if she wants to zoom so you see the two differences, like in the first one, I'm, you know, talking about, about both of them and not showing any empathy. I would characterize it as like mean spirited because, you know, I'm talking about somebody and complaining that they're going to call me and it's like, you know, the difference in the two is really empathy. Like if, we reframe these things. It's really easy to do that. It's easy to just kind of make it the goal to say something nice about somebody. That's my personal goal. <laughs> and if you get nothing else from this podcast episode, I hope and invite you to do that goal with me. So Again, we learned today that gossip doesn't have to be negative. We don't have to... Gossip is just talking about somebody who isn't there. Even in the examples I just ran through, like... Frankly, no, it's really not... It's not... It's normal. It's human behavior to be like, I heard so-and-so cheated. Whatever. Like, that's normal. Gossiping is normal. We've learned that today. I think the thing that is healthier and that is going to make us collectively feel better is when that thing that follows like the fact that we're relaying it's a fact like I heard this happened what I choose to do after that I for me personally is what makes me feel better or worse so if I go the route where I start talking about them saying you know not so kind things it's not gonna feel really good in my opinion for me it's okay if you're different that's me if I go that route I don't think I'm gonna feel that great after I think what is really a lot more helpful is if I like pause in those moments and you know, not, sh don't shame yourself for like participating in gossip again, ramming it into your brain. Totally normal human. Our ancestors did it. <laughs> what if 
in that moment you're like all right what am i working on again all right okay can i say something nice about this person what's something nice i can say especially if it's a friend like if it's a friend if it's a loved one i mean you know it's not it's not a good look to to go down the road where you're saying mean things about them like the healthiest and kindest thing that we could probably do in that moment is just say something nice even even if the nicest thing you can say is like oh i hope that they're doing okay Mm, that makes me sad have you talked to her at all like just looking for something nice to say or like oh she got cheated on that's that makes me really sad she's such an awesome person and she's a catch like she will definitely find somebody that won't do that to her it's like taking the information and just putting it in a nicer way I think is a really healthy goal and gossiping just reframing it I don't know that's that's my big takeaway that's what I hope um some of you will relate to and try as you go forward through the year thanks so much for listening and for sticking out this episode with me the next episode's in two weeks it's with amanda white who is the amazing woman who runs therapy for women on instagram she is incredible she's coming out with a new book and we're going to be discussing that it's called not drinking tonight and I'm really excited to share that. She is a licensed counselor or a licensed therapist, I guess I should say. And she's talked really openly about sobriety and um, issues that she's had in the past with alcohol and drinking. And she actually wrote a book about it. And yeah, I'm excited for you guys to hear the conversation. I'm excited for y'all to to listen to it and I don't know I appreciate all of you I appreciate you for being here and I will talk to you soon bye